Good morning, everyone. It's Lee Henson, President and Founder of Agile Dad, and it's time for today's episode of The Daily Stand-Up. So without any further ado, let's get started. It's Thursday, and I thought it would be interesting to reply to a comment that someone made to me, and um, they asked me if I would talk a little bit about it here in one of the episodes, and I gladly obliged. Uh, this was about a scrum master who was really struggling with juggling multiple teams. So let me give you uh, a little backstory. So in one of my training classes, and it is a common question that comes up in any of my training classes, people often ask, how do we allocate scrum masters? Are scrum masters associated with products or projects? Are scrum masters affiliated with teams? You know, how does that breakout work? And to answer that question, you know, I surveyed my coaches to make sure that I was on track, and I was. And the answer that we received, or the answer that we all came to a conclusion of, is that if you do align Scrum Masters with products or projects, what's going to wind up happening is you'll have team members, sometimes who are often introverts, who will then have to be affiliated with multiple Scrum Masters. And it's kind of hard for them to build relationships to begin with, much less building relationships with multiple Scrum Masters. Uh, Where if you align Scrum Masters with teams and team members, you don't have that same issue. So that was the first thought that we had. So it made more sense to align Scrum Masters with individuals and teams. Uh, We took it one step further. We said, okay, if that's true, how would this benefit or uh, decrement the ability of the product owner to be able to do what they need to do? And we determined that if a product owner is governing a product or project and they have multiple Scrum Masters at their disposal, this could be very useful when it comes time to survey and say, hey, do any of you have people that could assist me or teams that could assist me with this initiative? Uh, it could also be useful for removing impediments. If there's an impediment that they can't quite chase down or if they need help, there are multiple Scrum Masters at their disposal to help them if Scrum Masters are allocated to teams. So uh, we naturally came to the conclusion <laughs> that Scrum Masters should indeed be allocated to teams. But then came the question, how many teams? And I sort of broke it down into a tier one, tier two, tier three approach. A brand new Scrum Master who's just starting out might only be able to govern and work with one team, where a Scrum Master is a little more advanced with about a year's experience, could probably easily take on two, may feel like they're ready to take on three, but I encourage them not to, because I really want them to get two down. And then once your Scrum Master has been doing this for a while and they're completely comfortable, they can easily do three teams. They often want to take on additional teams, and this is where I stop them again. And I say, this is where you need to start looking at building an agile center of excellence, where you're mentoring and uplifting and helping other scrum masters to achieve value. So I think that that kind of solved part A of the issue. Part B is that once this scrum master got to the point where they were doing three teams, she came to me and said, okay, I feel like I'm in a circus. So what do you mean? She goes, I'm constantly juggling things. She says, you know, I'm not a good juggler. She says, but you know, I, I, you know, and, and she, you know, like physical juggling. And she says, but I really need to know where to weigh my attention. So after putting some thought into this topic and doing a little bit of scouring on uh, Scrum Alliance, Agile Alliance, and other websites, I came to the conclusion that if you're going to be a Scrum Master for multiple teams, there's a couple of key things you need to keep in mind. Starting with, You need to remember the manifesto where it all started. I know that sounds kind of hokey because it's the 20th anniversary of the manifesto, but it talks about remembering the people of a process, individuals and interactions over processes and tools. While time management is important, switching context is hard. So if you spread people too thin, you're just not going to have enough free time uh, to have the necessary conversations to have good communication and know what's going on within the team and across teams. 
So scrum masters need to know their teams and team members better and strive to not always be surrounding themselves with busy work. That makes perfect sense, right? I feel like if you have the good fortune of being a scrum master for multiple teams, that you need to make sure you're focused on those individuals and interactions and focus on those relationships. Uh, second, you need to get to know the team and customize the way that you interact with them. You know, if you only know the team as their team Nighthawk, and that's all you know, or you know a couple of team members by name that work really hard, or you know that that's the team from India, I would argue that's not enough. You need to know these teams better. When I say get to know them, I often say you need to get to know your team intimately. And sometimes people say that feels uncomfortable, but it is true. Building working relationships is the key to a Scrum Master being successful. So I think it's important for you to foster simple, effective ways of having conversations, to learn about the people that you're working with, and to gather information, conduct experiments, gather information, and build relationships based on that. And then finally, this is the key that I found. This is the one that I brought to the table. The way that I find that I can be successful as a coach, coaching with the different organizations or as a scrum master within teams or across teams, I share a lot of my own individual agile experience. I share experience I had within companies. I share experience I had with uh, team members, with teams. And what I found is that when you can tell a story and build on that story and you can share your experiences, the organization and the people tend to lean into trusting you more and they tend to call on you to help solve problems. So I think these are the keys that you really need in order to best govern teams. But I think it's your responsibility as a Scrum Master to figure out all the fine tuning that needs to happen in order to make you effective at doing such. Well, I hope this episode was useful to you. I hope you learned a lot. As always, we encourage you to visit AgileDad.com where you can learn more about this topic or many others. And if you have something you want to talk about on Daily Stand-Up, reach out to us. Don't hesitate. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear from you. and We'd love to hear what you'd like to talk about. On behalf of the entire team at Agile Dad, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.